amazing. I didn't know if he was going to start or not. Uh, back in on a Thursday. Full steam ahead at 913-586-7610. Text line always open for you. Uh, as we continue to uh, thumb our noses at the boss this week. Yep. Who's out of the country, can't hear. Uh, we will bring back another segment. He killed. Uh, so we'll do a little uh, little beers with the boys coming That's up right. at 930. 930, yeah. Jeremy Danner of Four Hands will uh-huh. be in with us. We'll talk a little beer. We'll probably ask him about beer poking. Beer poking. See if he knows. Yeah, I would think he would know about this beer poking we were talking about earlier. I, the fact that they sell these things on Amazon tells you maybe we're the ones sleeping on it. I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not claiming to know everything. Because Amazon doesn't sell stuff you don't need. <laughs> never, 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 never. That's the place to go for everything. <laughs> All of a sudden, Amazon's going, why are we getting so many beer pokers sold in Kansas City yeah, this morning? Weird. It's all right. Just cut us in, man. That's all. So I don't know what Saturday at 1030 has in store. What do you think the ratings in Kansas City are going to be for this? Oh, it, like the Super Bowl. I was going to ask. Do you think it's going to be like Super Bowl <laughs> as as Travis Kelsey hosts Saturday Night Live? Yeah, they'll, they normally don't release the numbers of Saturday Night Live uh, markets. They probably will for this one. Like, it's going to set uh, a record, Kansas right? City, uh, definitely watch I mean, this market. We, we watch TV better than anybody yeah. else. Yeah, right? we're, we're good at TV here in this town. We're really good. So I think Travis Kelsey is going to be great. I think this is perfect. Um, he he nailed the uh, the the promo. Yeah, the trailer promo thing. Uh, yeah, it was fun. And Indiana Jones takeoff, mm-hmm. in which he has to steal the SNL, basically the SNL jewel, right, and replace it without you know without moving without the thing the yeah, right. thing crumbling in, and he replaces it with the Super Bowl trophy. Right, pretty well done. Travis. Good luck. Yeah. Am I gonna die? Probably. Go, go. Oh wow, so shiny. Can I touch it? Or solo, not now. It's too heavy. It's probably too heavy. Run! How long have they been doing that? A couple of hours. Doesn't he play football? He plays soccer? Oh, football. Football. No, that would be football. football. So that was a promo for Sarah Live. Well done. Travis was great. Played some kind of Indiana Jones character. And then I like them pronouncing. He play football. I don't yeah, know. What is who's this guy I again? Like a, never, <laughs> they did a never yeah, heard of him, which is great. The trap, yeah, which is yeah, pretty great. F- fairly funny yeah, there, yeah. Because yeah. those were two like cast members yeah. of Saturday Night like, Live. Mm, good. Who's this guy again? Yeah. What does he do here? Oh, football. Oh, soccer. No football. Oh, all right, whatever. Whatever. We do this every week, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Travis Kelsey. You think he's going to start it off? Good evening, Jabronis. I would think. I would think he's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be he's great. Gonna be really he's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Epic. I don't know about that. I mean, we use great and epic so much, right? I think he's got to beat Peyton Peyton. I think Peyton to me was the bar. 
I think uh, Charles Barkley beating up Barney was always funny. To that me. was good. Yeah. So Chuck's been okay. Jeter was good there too. When he did it. Yeah. I, I thought, I don't know. I thought Peyton was good. Cause it was the first time we kind of saw what his character kind of now they kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm dry sense of humor, Peyton. And see, that's where I think the difference is with him. Travis is smoother and like more natural than Peyton is yeah, at this it, stuff. And Peyton's really good, but Travis is just Peyton smooth. On that we're like, yeah. oh my gosh, he's kind of funny, even though he looks kind of awkward and uncomfortable. I don't think Travis is going to look uncomfortable at all. Right. Uh, but, but Peyton's bit where he was throwing the ball at kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and yelling at them. Right. Classic. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know who I'm trying to think who my favorite like athlete host has been. Well, it's been Peyton. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's Peyton. I think just for that one skit. So, well, Travis is going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah, the numbers in Kansas City will be huge. Will it be the second highest rated TV show behind the Super Bowl this year in Kansas City? <laughs> I don't know if it's going to get that high, but or any of the any of the football. Numbers. What the hell else are people watching? It won't reach the football numbers. I bet you it does. Not not not. not, not let me say that again. I bet you it's when you start to rank the television shows that took place in Kansas City this year, you'll have like your Chiefs games, your playoff games, your Super Bowl, and then Saturday Night Live will be right under there. Like you're not going to see an episode of Designing Women get a better number than Saturday Night Live. Here well, in and Kansas airport City. coverage. I mean, come on. Oh, I forgot. New terminal about that. coverage. You don't think that's going to see? No, but see, the that, difference is that was on every it? channel. Oh, that was out. on every channel. Yeah. yeah. No way to really would, focus well, on one. I would think the cumulative, though, was a big number. Everybody, uh, want, everybody wanted that airport coverage, apparently. I don't know, man. That's what they told us. I don't know. That's what they told us, anyway. I don't know. All right, you got another fix for baseball? I, I got all kinds of fixes for baseball. The other day, we talked about relegation, which I think, you know, with the with the uh, embracement of EPL in this country, people are like, I like this relegation I stuff. I'm in on this, loved it. right? I I feel like I was I was really early on that train. Right. That forced teams to play well. Right. You're out. Right. <laughs> Would be a great concept for baseball. Right. I think so. I think so. They you won't don't, do you don't it, win, you're gone. Yeah. yeah, the owners aren't going to do that. No so, um, and, and as we know, as we're seeing, there are some owners in this sport, Mets, Padres, Dodgers, Yankees, you know, that just can't help themselves. Even though they say they don't want to spend, they go out there and spend because the other rich guys are going out there and spending, and so they can't help themselves, so they go out there and spend. What we want here in Kansas City, and I think what all of baseball wants, is the opportunity, like every year when baseball starts in spring training, you've got the opportunity to win the championship, just like every NFL team does, right? Like in, in the NFL, they've got the opportunity to win a championship every single year. So in order to kind of bring that to baseball and and to help baseball with this, I think the only way to do it is for Major League Baseball to intervene and say, here's what we're going to do. Every year, every single player goes into a draft. We hold the draft yearly, snake style. Everybody gets the same budget to spend, and the league assigns salaries for each player right after that season ends. Each team's going to get $150 million per year. Make it work. And that's how you create true equality in Major League Baseball. So every year, every team changes. Aaron Judge is in the draft. Mondi's in the draft. Otani's in the draft. Trout's in the draft. So every year we're drafting every player in Major League Baseball and assembling our 26-man roster. I like those chances for Kansas City more than I like what's been going on for the last 40 years. Okay, yeah, I do like the chances. I, I, I don't want it to be the NBA, where it's basically every trade deadline. Who the hell cares anymore? As Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> said 30 years ago, we're cheering for laundry. You're cheering for laundry. 
But it was better when they were on our team. Who the hell cares? I'm cheering for laundry. I want my laundry to be better than your laundry. And the way the baseball's set up right now, my laundry doesn't have an opportunity to be better than your laundry. Can you do it like a keeper? You have a keeper keeper draft? I'd be interested. I'd open to that. I'd be open to that. Teams have to decide whether or not they keep them or they lose them. Yeah, I'd be open to that. You get a certain amount of players they get to keep. Yeah, protect, protect the no. I, if you want to do one keeper, that's one fine. Keeper? One oh, keeper. Like, wow. Okay. I, I, I'd, right. I'd be willing to do that. But again, that salary goes against your hundred and fifty million dollars salary cap. That's the only way to make baseball even right now. That's what you have to do. And I would love it. It would be great. You talk about the NFL dominating. Don't you think every year if baseball did a draft of every player that's available, you'd be in on that? It'd be fun. How great would that be? And because at that point in time, like the NFL draft is fun. Once you get past pick 10, how many people do you know? Well, none. Right. Me, right. personally. No, I'm, I'm, you're the you're average be, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, yeah you're me, the, how many? How many yeah, ask me the same question. There was a few guys that got contracts this offseason. I legitimately had not heard of them. Ask me the same question that I just asked you. Uh, past, uh, we get past the top 10 guys. How many do you know? None. Okay. Right. So in baseball, you're doing a draft on TV, five minutes a pick, with dudes you know, for the most part. Now, of course, middle relievers and guys like that, backup catchers you may not hear of, but you'll go through rounds of this thing, and you'll know everybody that's picked, and you'll know if that player's legit or not. You won't have to wonder if that player's going to be good. And that's the way you make Major League Baseball fun. That's the way you make it equitable. And in these, you know, unforeseen times out of an abundance of caution, <laughs> let's do it. Unprecedented yeah, times. Yeah, like what does baseball have to lose? What does baseball have to lose? Fans are fans, of, again, of laundry. There were people, believe it or not, Josh, that were Chiefs fans what? before Patrick Mahomes. What people? Well, there were some. There were Chiefs fans before Patrick Mahomes. We saw the stadium always filled. There were two and 14 teams, but fans were still going because you're cheering for laundry. You're cheering for your team. So what the hell does it matter who's on it? Oh, this is a guy. It's the hell with that. Go into a draft, draft guys every year. You can make trades throughout the draft if you want to do all that kind of stuff, whatever it is that you want to do. But I think it would be great for the sport of baseball to help everybody get on the same page. Everybody has the same budget. You draft guys every year. Just just have fun with it, man. Blow it all out. Do something different and unique. Get people back. Get people back. If the Royals have a bad year and they have the first pick in the draft, my God, and they take Otani, how excited are you going to be? You're going to roll out to the yard to yeah, watch it. I'm going to lose him the next year. I'm not going to be as excited. So What? Maybe you win a World Series because you, you were able to pick at the top of the draft. And it only and it only would apply to baseball because we stink at it. Largely, right? It's hard for us to compete. It's hard for whatever all of baseball to compete. Because I, I, I don't I don't like it. I don't want to lose my good players. What good players? Well, imagine if I had the Mahomes of baseball. Which yeah. Might be Otani. Maybe. And I gotta lose him every year. Well, so what? Forget that. So what? Maybe you I win a championship. How about just do better and I, I, I keep those guys? Because we've tried, at. It, we've tried it your way for 30 years and it's not working. The sport is becoming increasingly less right. popular than it's ever been. Right, because they don't have equitable salaries is what it well, is. That's where I'm going. $150 million payroll. But I'm not changing players every year. Just give me a $150 million payroll and See, stop. Now you're asking the, the union to get involved and agree to and, a, and, a salary and, cap. And, and they're not going to do that. And, and stop. And make it equitable so each team can compete financially to 
to bid for said, said players. I don't want to throw them in a hopper every year, though. That's I no love fun. it. Nah, I think it'd be so much fun. What player are you other than Salvi? Who the hell cares? Well, I'm saying if I even the playing field, I want to I want to be even. I'm envisioning having Mahomes. Then protect him. And I Use him want, as your one protected I don't want pick. to lose him every year, but I don't want to lose Kelsey either. Well, those are the chances you got to take. These are the rules of the league. It, I'd, it I'd rather win championships than have a player. It doesn't stand up to the current. Josh, you wouldn't trade Soria for God's sakes because you thought we needed him. I wouldn't have protected him. He wouldn't have made quite Oh, that we list. can't trade Soria. Why? We're headed towards 100 losses. Mm-hmm. I'm just envisioning a day in which I would want to have my players repeat year after year. I well, won't want to get rid of them. Well, I mean, it's it, we've tried that for 30 years, and three teams have success in baseball. This makes it equitable across the board. Everybody can get in on the fun and have fun doing I'll, it. I'm all for equity. Just give a, give me financial equity. I'll start there. That ain't happening, though. We've tried that. Players are opposed to financial equity. Fine, you're all in a draft. Every year you're changing teams. Well, we'll agree to a salary cap. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> That's what it takes. Maybe I'll it does. Maybe it there. does. I love the idea. Let's go. I don't want to buy I don't want to buy a uniform. I can't. I got to I got to turn back in next year cuz the guy's gone. Buy a blank jersey. You're rooting for laundry. There was a great video involving baseball we need to get to, and um, George Toma fires back. Big time. We'll get to that next. You're listening to Fesco in the Morning, running 13 years strong. Everybody's asking this is a dynasty. It's been a dynasty. Y'all just ain't no now. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Basically doing a leave my name out of this. <laughs> we're the uh, I, I don't blame him, man. The, uh, Super Bowl field. We had, we had discussed the story very early on when there was uh, stuff out of Philly that said that clearly the field in Arizona was bad because George Toma was looking out for the Chiefs, and right. was favoring the Chiefs, and we at that time said, look, he's he's not. He's kind of a consultant at this point. He's the groundskeeper he's emeritus. The, he's the official groundskeeper. Someone else, though, is in charge of the field. And now they're dragging him through the mud on this one. No pun intended. Uh, Ed Mangan is the NFL field director. He is the one actually in charge of the Super Bowl field. Mangan previously worked under George Toma. Toma, of course, known as the Sod Father with a great nickname. Nobody else has that, that nickname. A really good one, right? Always was. So the field's in bad shape. George Toma is not to blame. Mm-hmm. The field smelled. Toma's telling you why it smelled. It was, you, you can't water it and then hide it. And that's exactly what they were doing. And Toma says it did it wrong. Does Roger Goodell care more about how a field looks or how safe it is? Well, I got to go back uh, 
from Super Bowl one to Super Bowl 39. That was under uh, Pete Rozelle and Paul Tagadlu and the great Jim Steig. One eternity later. So I took a few of the people out that day for the first practice. So here I go on the field and I get field one. Oh, what a beautiful logo painted on the 50 yard line. A big 30 foot logo uh, or 10 yard logo of a big, large penis and two testicles hmm. on the center of the field. What? A poker? A big one. The artist from the students at South Florida University did a hell of a good job. Why? Like I told Roger, <laughs> that your people are still wet behind the ears. You have to have security in a college town at least two weeks before the game before the practice and here they didn't have anybody mm. so we got that out of the way george but, what a uh, shocking plot plot twist a shocking plot twist in the middle of your story i i i have so many more questions about how you arrived at that field and found that there <laughs> dan levitard so tell us me. about the field he lost me at sticks and berries gotta be honest yeah I don't remember, I don't know anything else he said after it. And I don't know like what that had to do with the field. I guess what he's saying is they used to care more about the field. And since they really stopped caring about the field, we've had logos painted on it that aren't supposed to be there and it's not being watered properly or sanded properly or whatever it is. And it smells. And it smells. Yeah. But you know, George makes a point in 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 the article where he was quoted as saying if you're going to water it you got to leave it outside because what they were doing is they were watering it, bringing it in the dome, covering it up. And you know what happens when wet grass gets covered up? The fungus starts to develop. It doesn't settle right. They didn't sand it properly. Like why everybody thinks George Toma, a 96-year-old man who's basically just a figurehead now, had anything to do with this field is beyond me. And I think it's crap that they're trying to drag George Toma over this one. Maybe he should have. It yeah, man, maybe he should have gotten involved more, right? Yeah, he probably should be. Because when he was in charge, we never had field issues. I mean, that's it's Bush League what they're doing to this guy. Bush League what they're doing to this guy. So they were doing it wrong. And they should have probably listened to George Thomas. Right. The George Thomas stuff is funny because my daughter is friends with his great granddaughter. And we every once in a while talk about it. And she goes, yeah. She goes, so-and-so's like grandpa like paints the lines at the Chiefs game. I'm like, you know who her great-grandfather is? It's George Toma, like the most legendary groundskeeper of all time. Basically the guy who got fields to start to look good for the first time ever in the history of sports. This guy's legendary. He's done more for the NFL and Major League Baseball than most people will in their lifetimes. And this league wants to drag him through the mud on this? I'm glad George said, peace out, man. I ain't going to stand for this. Good for him. Now, about that logo. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't, who hasn't mowed that in their own yard, right? Sounds like it was painted on. Right. You might be mowing stripes, whatever. Who hasn't 
mowed a phallic symbol in their front yard. You've I mean, done it on. maybe in your neighbor's yard. I mean, the, come on. the backyard is fair game, right? Yeah. You know, the front yard, you can't see it. Right. Backyard, fair game. Yeah. Didn't the K-State band do something like that at one point? Uh, it was a, I believe so. It was a rocket. Come on. That was not. Oh. Rocket man. I told you it was a rocket. I mean, George Toma's a treasure, man. The fact that the NFL, like the NFL, you yell at the people you pay. George is there for a photo op to make some things smile and move on. Another uh, streamer is releasing its own plan. MSG is coming out with a plan. Take a look at the, the numbers. $29.99 a month. Okay. Or $309.99 a year. So about $310. Or $29.99 a month. Or you could stream games for $10 a piece which sounds kind of high when you're like, I could pay $30 for the month or $10 for an individual That's why they do game. it, you know? That's why they're doing it. But but it's good for the casual fan if there's a big game and, and you really want to watch it, you know, Rangers, Devils or something, and you don't normally watch or who knows, you subscribe. Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, Sabres. Yeah, five teams for 29 bucks a month or $302 for the year. I don't mind that price at all for that. Those are your teams. Well, yeah, and it's only available in that area. Like here, you cannot subscribe correct, to the correct, MSG correct. app and, and and get it. It's only in that area. And if you have cable, and that's part of your cable plan, you get the streaming for free, which nobody else has done it's before. It's going to be like the plus MSG plus. Yeah, but you get the right. stream. You get the streaming yeah. for free. Like when Bally's offered whatever that nonsense was that they offered, even if you were a Bally subscriber and you already had it on your TV, you did not get that app for free. You had to pay, still pay for that. So MSG is basically saying, oh, if you're a cable subscriber and you have it, well, then you get the app for free, which is a great marketing tool because now I can bring my games anywhere with me, right? And maybe I will decide, you know what? I'm a big Ranger fan, and I really only watch cable for the Ranger games. I can dump cable and still pay 30 bucks a month and get all my games here. I get five teams all the time. I'm in on that. I think that's a that's a feasible one right there. Bally's was essentially charging the same price for the Royals. Yeah. You got to a la carte this thing. Yeah. I think teams are going to have to do it themselves. The Royals have a golden opportunity, though. Create your own app right now. Come on, John. Create the Royals app. Do all the games on there. 20 bucks a month during the season. Free when the season isn't going on. And have Royals content 365. And that be your destination for Royals coverage. You have the radio broadcasts on there. You have the television broadcasts on there. You have features, stories, all kinds of cool things that you can do just on that app alone. I think the, the timing is right for this. Teams need to figure out a way to, to break away from these RSNs. Because these RSNs are like the dodo bird right now. They've got to find a way to break away from that. Create your own app. 20 bucks a month in season, free out of the season. I'm in on something like that. And then if you did extra programming, even better. I've always liked the Yes Network when they launched that. Maybe they have, maybe they feel like they have more material. I feel like every team could do this if they wanted to, but having all that extra content mm-hmm. would make it worthwhile too. They're not just That's the games, saying, but, yeah. but give me uh, Royalography. Right. Show me classic games. Show me the great games. I have talk shows talking about your team. That too. Have you seen what the A's do? I know people like mock the A's a lot. Because they're online only now. Their A's casting is awesome. If you, And again, it's a niche audience. I'm not an A's fan, but I like to look at what other teams are doing to steal ideas and whatnot. It's 
on whatever app they're on, whatever company they're affiliated with, of A's coverage. Whether they're running an old game at night when nobody's up or doing programming or spring training shows or game shows, like all kinds of great stuff that they do on this app. They're ahead of the curve on that. People say, I couldn't find a radio station. No, we've launched our own app. We're going to control everything. We'll do it ourselves. We'll just do it ourselves, Mm. and we'll control it all. And maybe it started because they couldn't find a legit radio station to be on. (laughs) But sometimes when you have an an issue present itself like that, you find a solution. You find a solution. You find a solution. And so I am going to push for the Royals. I, 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 behind closed doors, I've, I've put together a plan for these guys years ago about doing a Royals cast app fell on deaf ears there's different people in the organization now maybe i'll represent this this idea did you laminate it no 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 it was nice there was pages and pages and pages of ideas and things like that that they could do for a situation like this i'm all about helping expand the royals brand but i'm also about taking that brand in-house and owning it and making it yours and not allowing this bally stuff to go on anymore so 20 bucks a month in season you'd pay for march April, May, June, July, August, and September. So eight months, and then October. It, but th- that's on national TV in the postseason. So you'll pay for eight months at $20 a month. Eight times, that's $160 per year. Get you every Royals game, TV and radio, all the shoulder programming. And in the offseason, it's free, but there's going to be Royals content, fresh, new, updated Royals content all year long. And that's what I would do. I would just do this myself and eliminate these RSNs. I'd sell it myself. I'd package it myself. I'd do it all myself and not let anybody else get involved and then go out there and make some money off of this deal. Because I think the days now, as we're seeing, of getting that 25 to $50 million check every year from your TV partner, those days seemingly are gone because two companies basically said, we're out. Uh, Royals today take on the uh, the Angels in surprise. A 205 start today on Royals.com for Royals and Angels today at Royals.com. Uh, All right, the boss is away. He's out of the country. He's not listening. We're getting away with stuff this week. We're bringing back stuff. We brought back Shout It Out. Don't tell anybody, but tell everybody. Keep it to yourselves. We won't tell if you won't tell. Our final edition of that will be at 630 tomorrow for the week. Maybe forever. Who knows? We did a little top 10 earlier in the week. So why not? It's Beers with the Boys next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Speck, you know, Speck got involved. Yep. So the uh, the boss is away this week, so we're doing all kinds of things. He, uh, you know, got rid of at one point in time. That's right. We've been, uh, don't tell him, okay? He's out of the country, can't hear. We're just keeping this to ourselves this Thanks. week, all right? Just, inner circle. Just the inner circle of the show, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it's time for Beers with the Boys. Hey, we got beer. Jeremy Danner is here from Four Hands Brewing. Hey, Jeremy. How are you, bud? Who used to join us very frequently on the show. Yep. 
I'm so excited to be here. This is awesome. We're Thank excited you. to have you yeah. come in today. Thank you very much so for being about doing here. The, the retro edition. I'm like, well, we should just call Jeremy. I'm sure <laughs> right. he'll want to come yeah, in. Yeah, you so were probably you like our first guinea pig at this back in the day when we were doing beers with the boys. And from what we understand, it really was something that increased your beer sales. And since you stopped doing beers with the boys, nobody's buying your beer anymore. So we're trying to help you sell it again, right? <laughs> not quite. Oh, yeah, not oh. quite. I don't think that's how. I don't think that's what you said. You, you, may, be, you may be paraphrasing. Maybe paraphrasing. Maybe a little right. bit. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, but, but of course, operating like a bartender here. Look I mean, he's, he's not even talking. He's pouring beer yeah. for everybody Haven't you right learned now. To, to talk and pour at the same time? I thought you were. Come on. You're better you than well that. I, you're right. I'm, I'm disappointing. <laughs> you are. This you was are. a mistake. No. Very big mistake <laughs> by you. Very big mistake by you. So Four Hands is a, a brewery based on the other side of the state in the in the, in the St. Louis area, but has a lot of um, impact here in you the Kansas City market. Yeah. Kansas City metro. Find now. it yeah. here all over the place. So it is a local brewery using local ingredients, which I think is so important oh, wow. as as well with all of this kind of stuff is you guys use the local stuff and so what are we sampling today as you continue to pop and pop and pop over there my gosh well if you're gonna go go all out and right. no, one's, no one's ever been mad that there's too much beer right? no 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 usually you're, you're mad because there's not enough beer exactly yeah so, so what are we starting with today? well so we're gonna start with uh contact high which is our our current season wow. that's coming wow. up <laughs> wow Ooh, it smells great it's uh the reference is not veiled at all um yeah, there's a hoppy wheat beer dry hopped with hops called uh, Cascade and uh, Columbus from the Pacific Northwest. So you get a lot of, like, grapefruit, citrus. Oh, yeah. We use a little bit of orange zest in there, and that serves to further amplify that big citrus character that you're getting from those hops that we use. Really easy drinking wheat beer, 5% ABV, but, like, big hop flavor and aroma without that grassy green bitterness is what we're shooting for. It smells uh, so it good, smells right? Really it good. smells delicious, and it tastes delicious as well. Said contact. I, <laughs> <laughs> I might have known anyway. But it's it, it no it's it's good. You're the you're the more the beer aficionado than I am on this one. But it's you good. can definitely smell the the hops and yeah, and, yeah. and the citrus as you mentioned. I like when you say things. I like you know, a great and, and smelling get, beer. Too. I do too. I think it's important. I really yeah. do. It, it it's like not, not that skunky flavor that it we all had in use, college. It didn't you know? used to be that way. Right. You know what I mean? Like now it's like I do smell it before I drink it. It's yeah. Like it's 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 kind of like you were supposed to do with wine. I'm not a wine drinker, but you know you're you. Stick your nose in there. Yeah, but with wine, they always say you can taste these notes. I never can taste what they tell me. You told me I'm going to taste grapefruit and orange. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can absolutely taste a grapefruit yeah. and orange I, in this Have one. you watched, like, uh, I think it's called Psalm. It's a movie about people studying for the, the sommelier exam. And they, they do, like, these rapid-fire things. And they're, they're like, uh, tennis balls, garden hose. Uh, last July, and you're like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> like, where, where are you getting these flavors?" So, like, when when I talk about and describe our beer, I want people to to smell the beer and taste the beer and go, "Yeah, that's what I'm getting out of this." And to right. me, like, communicating intent and then executing that intent—that's the measure of a good beer, in my opinion. Yeah, so but that, a sommelier does have to know how to smell a garden hose. And sure, and I mean, last July, right? You know, like, we all know what a garden hose smells like. We drank out of it growing up. Yeah, right. yeah. it's like it, it conjures that. And tennis balls is something that's there, but that's not something. I don't think those are desirable things to taste in a beverage. Josh, That's you know what tennis balls smell like, right? Yeah, not not <laughs> something you'd want to have in a beer. Right. No, yeah, exactly. No. But fuzz, even though that, that fresh can of the tennis balls is a good smell, right? It's a decent smell, a great sound. Great sound. The popping yeah. of, a, of a can, much right. like a beer can, it's got a great great yeah. sound to it. But there's a lot of dust and stuff. You wouldn't want. You don't want to drink that. You wouldn't want to drink with that dust. I'm thinking though. Maybe a garden hose beer wouldn't be the worst thing. Oh, no, it would not be. Brewed with water yeah. out of your garden hose. Didn't Free State try that a few years back where they tried some garden beer and it had like Oh, cucumber. garden party. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. garden party yeah. one. Yeah, they tried that one. I think it won a gold medal at GABF. Did it really? Yeah, yeah. That was an amazing, like odd, just yeah. different type of beer. Was that out of the garden hose? 
I don't know, but I just remember Garden Party. That's the yeah, that was the one. Yeah. It was like cucumber, and then there were there was some like herb or spice in there. And yeah. I don't remember what it was, and it was really good. It was. Obviously, Tommy Kelly does not make bad beer. No, Tommy that. Kelly's amazing. Yeah, Raider fan, but that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. Still good dude. That's fine. All right, what's the next one we got? So the next one we have is uh, Statewide, which is a hazy pale ale, and we've made this beer for a couple of years now. Um, so it's dry hopped with hops called Simcoe and Amarillo. I get more, you know, grapefruit, resin, pine. I get a touch of uh, dank character in this one, um, and, and not dank like a basement, you know, mm-hmm. dank more like the contact I think we're talking about. But what I think is really cool about this beer is we're working with Veterans Community Project. They're actually opening a village on the St. Louis side. So we have a beer called Citywide that focuses on St. Louis charities. Statewide, we wanted to go statewide and focus on a statewide charity. Cool. So our goal is to raise $50,000 through sales of this beer, and that's what it costs to build a tiny home in their village they're working on right now. We're about halfway there, but we're going to have one of the first homes uh, that, that opens in that village uh, on the St. Louis side. It'll be the Four Hands Brewing House, and we're super excited about that. They're exceedingly amazing new people. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. So a yeah, p- portion of every can sold, every yep. beer sold yeah. goes towards this. Yep. Okay, that's cool. And that's kind of like your, I don't want to say your your go-to beer, but that's kind of like your go-to beer almost, yeah, right? Yeah, on, on the Kansas City side for sure. We sell a lot of Incarnation IPA. We sell a ton of citywide on, on the St. Louis side, but in the Kansas City area, especially uh, on-premise bars and restaurants statewide is, is our flagship or our lead dog. That's, on that's the word I'm looking for, yeah. flagship beer, yeah. Yep. I love the hazies too. I, don't I know, do too. I, I, just, I, I, I gravitate towards those. Quite a bit now. I mean, you tend to get lower upfront bitterness because it's more about hot flavor and aroma from from late and dry hopping. So you're not extracting those grassy green alpha acids and that bitterness. You're getting the, the flavor and aroma. It's like when you make cold brew coffee. You know, you're not getting all those acids from the hot brew. You're getting like big oils for flavor and aroma. It's it's the same concept with dry hopping. Hmm. It's good. Speaking of dry hopping, we were talking about sticking our poker in beer. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good, very good segue. Uh, thank you. Nice job. Thank you very much. Nice I, was had, I was listening. I was wondering if it was going to come yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. So let, have let's get to that. Have you uh-huh. heard of this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so explain what poking your beer means. So what, what they do is they get this poker, metal poker, and they heat it up in a fire or with a blowtorch, and they you dunk it into your beer, and what it does is it heats the beer up and caramelizes the sugars that are present in the beer. So typically you do it with something like a Doppelbach or a Dunkel or a Maybach, something that has some you know, uh, caramel flavor already, and then that just further intensifies that flavor and, you know, makes it foam up, and it's crazy. Have you guys watched videos? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm terrified. I've never had it happen, but I don't, I don't, I don't need to So you've never danger. stuck your poker in a beer before? No. Even if I have, I have to say no, I think. Yeah. My boss might be listening. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'm just saying all the experimenting is done in those breweries, I would think, I would have thought you'd have, you'd have. You'd have poked a beer. I've seen, I've seen video. Like it's exciting. Like it's like this big, you know, a big vapor cloud. And yeah. The beer foams up. I think Casey Beerco has done it before. But I've. So I've is this I've not something you would try on your own along, outside the fire this pit? Feels like I mean, something you have your sixth grader go and do at the, the science fair. Yeah. Right. You know? you know, it's done with the volcanoes and you know baking powder and My the explosion. Dad's here. He brought yeah. his beer yeah. and I got yeah. a hot poker. Watch what happens. Yeah, the school would love that. <laughs> the school right? would love that. Yeah. It scares me. Yeah. Giant stein of beer. Yeah. That, that goes up in a volcanic right whatever right 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 i think right. this has got science club written all over is it. there a perfect four hands beer that would go good for poking you know i would probably do like chocolate milk stout or absence of light which is our yeah. peanut butter chocolate milk that's stout. a good one too. i think it'd be yeah. fun to concentrate those roasty chocolate flavors and see what happens that's a good one i still have a couple of those at the house i may i may try that this weekend how much are those pokers those? on amazon what, what do they run uh, I didn't look it up. Okay. Yeah, I didn't look it. I just have a regular fire poker. Okay. Gonna use the dirty, oh, yeah, yeah. the dirty poker. Yeah. See, my poker's seasoned though. For years, it's been seasoned, and so why would I want to use a new poker when I've got a seasoned one? Sure, you should stick with the poker you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're still talking about beer, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, or poker. Mm-hmm. Poker face. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. At first, I thought you said beer poker, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't know anything about cocaine. I, I got to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to Google when I pulled up. I was so nervous. I wonder if it is something that, I mean, we see trends all the time in, in beers, right, and stuff that gets hot over, maybe that is something, because we haven't seen it forever. Apparently, it's been going on for 400 and some years. Uh, maybe we, we do see more poking. Yeah. I, I if if there's a poking event here, come on, I sit down. You heard what was <laughs> going yeah, on. Hey, I had no idea. Yeah, you lied. You lied. From you the took rock. the bus in. On, I mean, you talk about doing old school retro uh, radio yeah, right this now. Is great. That we're doing all the stuff. I don't know which mic I'm on, so I'm pulling both of them. We're over doing here. all the stuff this week that Spec has canceled. Nivens would be considered that as well. Days, days wasted if you're not, gentlemen. That's right. Here. I'm, I'm, we haven't seen you in months, I know. but beer is here, and here I do you like, are. I, I, uh, I'm filling in on KNBZ Middays. John's sick, and then I just happened to see the one and only Jeremy Danner I mean, in here. What are the odds that you came in this Serendipitous. time? Serendipitous. Yeah. It's the universe. I, and and I, almost, I almost texted you and said, why don't you come in this morning? But you oh. work in the afternoons, and the bus schedule isn't the best. So hey, I, I, I drive sometimes. Don't oh, forget that. I drove you. in today. Did you on that little bike you got? Or? <laughs> <laughs> brought, brought in the sequoia I keep pumping money into to keep it afloat alright alright so. have you ever poked your beer have you ever heard of beer poking? What is that like when you do it on the can? Like when you, you know, what I mean, like like you poke it on the side, you like a shotgun thing. I don't no. know. No, so know. it's been around for four hundred years. You take like a like a dark beer, a stout beer, whatever. Okay. And you heat your poker up in the fire pit, then you stick it in the beer. Is that? Oh, I've never done that. Am I, I don't even. I don't know which microphone I'm on, so I'm just gonna pull both. So here. so you and it caramelizes oh the beer. That's weird. So you've never poked your beer? No, I have not poked right. my beer. Perfect. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we can hear you. I don't have my fine. headphones on, so yeah, I can't hear B-Dub over there. Yeah, so. fine. Oh, wow. What's going on here? Just So we're getting ready to try the final beer before we get into the uh, the other one the we're going to try here. Right, what, right. Is, what is this final one you got? So the last beer I brought is uh, it's Gateway to the West Coast IPA. And I've had this one before. I really like this it's one. It's fantastic. Hoppy. Yeah. You can taste yep. the citrus. It's a little dry, I yep. think, it in, in West Coast-y to me. Yeah. yeah. I've gotten kind of snobby here, haven't I? <laughs> you, really have. you got it's that tastes, front row parking spot now. Yeah, I saw your, like, I saw your Jeep out there. It's like the West Coast to me. I kind of found that one from the get go. Yeah. So oh, yeah. tell us a little bit about this gateway to the West Coast IPA. So we made this beer with uh, Alma Mater Brewing down on Southwest Boulevard. Yeah. They've been open for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Nick Mater and his wife uh, Tanya and the brewery—they're fantastic people. Yeah, good Nick, dude. Nick's a great brewer, super smart. Uh, we've been wanting to make uh, more collaborations locally. We did a beer last year with BKS Artisan Ales in the Brookside neighborhood, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's hard to pick, you know, what I what I think is arguably one of the best breweries in Kansas City and Alma Mater. So we approached them about making a beer. They make really great West Coast IPAs. That's not something we do a ton of. We make a lot of hazies. So selfishly, when you make a collaboration, you want to do something uh, that, that one of the other breweries is really good at and something you can learn from. So... We used an experimental hop from Hopsteiner that doesn't have a name yet. It's like 17704. And then we used... Like that, that's a bin number? Right, right. Just whatever that lot happens to be. And then we used uh, Simcoe hops again and then a hop called Citra Cryo. And with, with Cryo hops, they freeze the hops while they process them. And you end up with this, uh, this like green powder that looks a lot like Keef. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I look at you when I yeah, say yeah. Keith. Yeah. yeah, 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 sure. I know my and, audience. And, and Niv- yeah, Nivin's just not as <laughs> yeah. yeah. exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. sure. But, yeah. but what you do is you get like huge flavor and aroma, like tropical notes from this beer, and it is very dry because that's the West Coast style. 
So we wanted to make something like as Hazy's trends so much, like West Coast IPAs are sort of making this resurgence as people kind of, they grow uh, like tired to get fatigued of hazy beer. So we wanted to make something like an IPA that you might have had, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but with new hops is what we were going for. There's there's definitely a, a feeling like, at least in my eyes, of, of people in the Midwest, Kansas City, getting into the IPAs, the hazy IPAs mm-hmm. over the last handful of years. And I always liked them myself personally because it didn't have that West Coast taste to them. Sure. But you're, you're, but you're saying now that that West Coast why is it always going to be East Coast, coming West Coast back? thing? Why we got to fight, man? Yeah. yeah. No, but just... I mean, you, you, think, you think it's coming back then into, in, in, say, Kansas City because people's, I, I, I guess our palates are kind of changing, changing. in, in a way yeah. and how we're really embracing all the different uh, breweries in town. I mean, I think if you look at if you look at trends in anything, whether it's fashion or you know, uh, new, which though, we all are the beacons of fashion. Oh, right. Right. We we nice all have guys. Not one of us has a collar. I should have dressed up. No, I had one on yesterday. Not today. Yeah, trends take a little bit longer to get to the Midwest, so you're seeing a lot more reaction to this on on both the West and the East Coast. People making. IPAs that taste like this again, and I don't think it's going to supplant hazy IPA anytime soon, but it, it is fun to drink something different. Yep. And this beer tastes like something that we don't normally make. So, like, right. I drink a beer all the time. I love it, but it's always fun when something new comes out because, like, okay, I'm going to drink this every day and really run it into the ground. Right, right. But, but it's, it's exciting to have that new flavor to experience. Does the East Coast make IPAs? You know, they, they do, and, like, you could... Like, who over there does? Like, Harpoon makes, a, okay. like, an East Coast IPA, and it's almost like an English IPA. You get a little bit more... A little bit more caramel flavor. I mean, uh-huh. this is very bone dry. Or New England, so New yeah. England has a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, New England, the, they, yeah. they do a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely two schools. <laughs> I guess I had a brain fart on it. Yeah. So you know, that up. New England place is that on the East Coast yeah. or not? Uh, very valid question coming in for the text line. We need to get to does uh, does poking your beer reduce the ABV? See, I mean, that, so a lot of people that, have that, asked yeah, that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to reduce the ABV, right? right. But you want to have that explosion though. I mean, who doesn't want to stick their poker in a beer? I think it'd be increasing the ABV if you poked it. I don't know, man. I just think putting that hot poker oh. into a cold beer, I just like oh. the sound. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I've never heard Bro, of this Bro, they sell these things on Amazon specifically <laughs> for this. It, it's a 400-year tradition. The, the, the seriousness of which your, your, the furrow of your brow <laughs> was. extensive as research as it, as it today. Like, almost this. like I just insulted your mother yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, you, know, you never, don't know whoa, Slow your well, roll, hey, son. I didn't hear about it till yesterday. Okay. <laughs> And it's a 400-year-old like, tradition. You, know, you uh, feel like you know some things, and then you hear something like this, and you're like, how come I've never heard How come I've never heard of this? I've been on this right. planet for how many yeah, years now? Not enough. Not in the right neighborhood. Right, not I enough. guess. All right, you guys have a special announcement. Yeah, too. what's, what's our final on? one, Jeremy? Uh, I don't know anything about it. It's Jeremy and Bob. I have no idea. So we've been talking about doing something together, beer or seltzer-wise, for about a year and a half now? Yeah. yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah, probably. And as seltzers become more popular, I, I thought seltzer was, was silly when it first came out, and then I fell in love with it. And you've become so what big, you're saying is Zima was ahead of its time. Way Probably ahead of yeah. its time. <laughs> way <laughs> ahead of its time. Way, yeah, like yeah. genius level ahead of its yeah. time. But uh, we, we Gosh, decided to I have that a couple friends that will tell you, I knew it all along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I told you about this Zima stuff, right? <laughs> they were seniors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got you the cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we, we've, we've been talking about this project, and it falls in line with us wanting to do more Kansas City things. So uh, today we're going to taste for the first time uh, a new seltzer from Four Ends Brewing Company, a collaboration with Bob yep. called Powder Blue Punch. And uh-huh. it features blue raspberry, passion fruit, and pineapple flavor. And... Um, I'll post a picture of it after. And we, the cans is this the Fesco are special. Yeah, and the can. Look at the can right in it front is. of it. The no, cans powder, are wearing their baby blues, the powder blues. The minute you heard them, the selling point of the Royals for the season about like the bobblehead, this and that, and the powder blue uniforms, you're like, 
Danner. No, we, we, we were actually ahead of this. And yeah. it's a clear. And it's clear. So I yep. know this is a Fesco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when that happened, yep. when they announced the powder, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. Serendipitous. It is. There you go. Yeah, it's really good. It'll be on I shelves like starting uh, next Tuesday in the Kansas City Tuesdays area only. Tastes yep. like dangerous right here. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Though it's really like good. You get done mowing the yard and you're like, I'll just knock back a couple. Eighteen later, yeah. you're like, Listen, honey, <laughs> I'm up the damn yard. <laughs> so you're gonna do a four-hour show next door. I'm getting ready to. Yeah, right, right, right at that. There's some technical I'm difficulties. Just, so saying, I, I gotta walk you out of here with that beverage. You can yeah. get real dangerous. Delicious. So look for the baby blue cans, the powder blue cans, and they'll be all over beginning on Tuesday. Jeremy Danner. Four Hands Brewing. Thanks for dropping by. Nivens from <laughs> The Rock as well. Party. Thanks for me crash Good it. to see you, Nivens. Hey, guys. tomorrow we'll talk about the downtown redevelopment with you. Ooh, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, thanks for dropping by. As yeah, always, you guys. good to see you. It is a revitalized edition of Beers with the Boys. Don't tell anybody. Shh. It'll be posted under a different name. That's right. But you can check out anything you may have missed on the show today. If we're in trouble for it, it's got a different name. But you can call it there. Seltzer with the Studs. There you go. Oh, geez. 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You know what I'm going to do before we... I'm going to clean up our mess. Oh, you are? Cody what? Uh, next no here on 610 idea. Sports Radio.